Hi everyone, my name is Anika Aftab, and welcome to The Only in the Room, the podcast where we explore stories of some incredible humans that have felt like an only in a room full of people. Despite all that, they decided to transform their experiences and leave a greater impact on the world. Remember, the only is not just a feeling, it's a movement. On this episode of The Only in the Room, we bring you an inspiring story of resilience, transformation, and growth. Fabian Petrina delves into his journey of overcoming physical injuries, limitations, and emotional pain to become a successful bodybuilder, business owner, and advocate for mental health. We explore the power of vulnerability, the importance of finding a middle ground in life, and the transformative effects of psychedelics and meditation. Join us as we delve deep into the complexities of the human experience and inspire listeners to embrace their truth and embark on their own path to becoming physically and mentally stronger than they ever thought possible. Oh my goodness. This is like you were at the age of like 14. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had a, so they discovered it in Germany when I was a kid, when I was like maybe 10 or 11. The tumor. Yeah. So what they do when you're a child, they take x-ray of your knees to make sure that you're like your, your knees are growing right or whatever. And at the top of the x-ray, they saw a little hole in my femur and they're like, oh my God, what is that? So they took an x-ray of my femur and there was like a, there was a cyst inside of my femur. So essentially what was happening is my bone marrow was getting eaten away and my feet, the the femur bone was thinning and thinning. But it's a very dangerous surgery whenever you go into the bone marrow. So in Germany, they were like, oh, okay, we don't want to touch it. Hopefully that it'll just stop growing. The cyst will stop growing and your bone will be strong enough to, you know. Anyway, so every like six months, I did like an x-ray, MRI, all that stuff. I get to America, moved to America when I was like 13 and a half, almost 14. And then I um, uh, I went in again for that MRI and x-ray. And they were like, oh, my God, we need to do something right now because your bone is, your femur is so thin that, any impact would break it and it would be like a knife. So it would just cut through your quadricep muscle and everything like that. Oh it would have thinned out so much. Yeah. So then uh, that was here in Hawaii. So then, yeah, when I got that surgery, uh, what they did is they took bone marrow out of my hip. And so they opened oh. up a pocket in my hip and then yeah, they transplanted the it. Yeah. And then they, tr- then they opened up my femur, cut out the cyst. Luckily it was benign. And then they, which means non-cancerous, and then yep, they yep. Uh, planted that bone marrow into my femur, which left me, yeah, like in the wheelchair and on crutches for like probably six months because uh, that was a really tough recovery. And then as soon as I got better from that, my right ankle, uh, what happened is I had a tarsal collision, meaning I didn't have cartilage between my tarsals. Yeah. So again, I was not able to walk. So they went in, they tried importing fatty tissue into my in, in between the tarsals because sometimes well at least that's what i was told sometimes that stimulates cartilage growth it didn't in my point uh so it didn't in my case so uh, i went back in probably six months later got another surgery this time they fused my tarsals together fusion something went wrong and it, it got fused crookedly so like that left me on just having to take ibuprofen every day like having to take anti-inflammatories oh cortisol goodness. shot after cortisol shot so but then, and then they told me, okay, you'd never be able to like lift heavy weights or anything. And then I was like, fuck it. I want to be a bodybuilder. So I did. And then my ankle is a lot better now. I think it just like pounded it into, <laughs> into proper <laughs> form or something. I don't know. But yeah, so, so yeah, I've had, I've had a couple injuries in my, in my youth. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's amazing that you're in the shape that you're in now because you know, like a lot of these injuries are so mental. Like I know for me, I'm like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to deadlift again? I'm so, I'm too scared mm-hmm. to do it. Right. You're afraid you're going to mm-hmm. hurt yourself or do even worse than what it's already there. So like, how did you get yourself out of that mental, like that mental space? You know, I, I think that is why, well, I've always loved working out. Like when I was, I remember when I was a kid, like, 10 11 years old we take those two kilogram dumbbells you could buy at the store yeah <laughs> and we take them to school with us and we have curl off competitions right so right. i've always i've always loved working out the day i after my after my plate removal it was the day before my birthday they had to go in and remove a plate from my femur um my mom gave me the perfect push-up i don't know if you've seen it, it's like the one that turns like that 
And I yeah. jumped up. I was like on morphine or oxys. I don't know, whatever they gave me. And I was like, just do it. But mom was like, no, you need to yeah. stop. And I was like, no. So I've always loved it. But I think that's why I love, love bodybuilding so much because being injured forced me to learn how to isolate certain muscle groups mm-hmm. without you know, training, training around injuries. So people are like, Oh my God, I got injured. And then they have to relearn their entire training split. I started working out like that. I started working out injured, which allowed me to really understand my body so much deeper and which is why I love bodybuilding, you know? Um, but yeah, so I've never really had that. Like I'm injured and I can't work out. It's always been, I'm injured, but I want to work out, you know? Yeah. Wow. I I love that. And also, I think it's so so thanks for sharing that video, by the way. Um, I think it's so funny in one of the lines. You're like, (laughs) I laughed when I heard this. You said, I don't really like coaching. I don't like when I get coaching. And I'm like, are you launching Uh, a one on one coaching program? uh, uh, Yeah. Well, I don't. So I'm, 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 I'm very unique in the way that I really don't like to be told what to do. Like even in school, I've had that problem. Like I've, 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 I've never been someone that's like, okay, one plus one is two. I'm going to say it's four just because you told me it's two. You know, yeah. that's always been an issue with that. I've always been very hard-headed, head against the wall every time. So that's why I never really worked with a coach. I worked with a coach once, but I just, yeah. I'm just like, nah, I can do it better. And I want to go in and I want to do the research. I want to read the studies. I want to I wanna go in and, 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 and try what I'm learning and see how it works for my body. I love nerding out on it like that. I don't like someone yeah. else telling me what's good for me. You know, so so why do you think that it's it's you're qualified to be a coach if you hate coaching? Well, because I went through it myself, right? So I've uh-huh. I've had to learn how to really understand my body without mm-hmm. outside guidance. So what right. now I'm able to bring to the table, and which is why I think Basin Beast is so successful. I don't tell you what to do; I teach you how to understand. That's wow. the big difference, right? So me coaching you is not. I eat four pieces of eggs and do 10 deadlifts. No, it's let's dive in together and let's take a college course on your unique body so Mm -hmm. that you can move on after this and do it on your own and then teach other people. I don't, I don't want to hold your hand for the rest of my life. Like, or for the rest of your life, like, I'm sorry, but I'm more of an introvert. I I want to just give you the info so you can move (laughs) on and do it on your own. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right yeah. i mean power to them right it's like what's the quote it's like teach a man to fish right and he'll eat forever kind of a thing it's like that yeah. same notion um and i mean you mentioned basement beast so tell tell me what basement beast is i know, it's and like I know a, we didn't say? have a formal start to the podcast but i i like it that way so just let's just jump right in cool um yeah this is my my plug right my opportunity so basically, this is the most amazing <laughs> home workout program on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, what is Basement Beast? Honestly, Basement Beast started out sort of as a as a as a um, as a fun project between three friends. You know. Yeah. So my passions, like like we talked about, it's always been not just working out, but finding a way to understand how to manipulate the body to perform better in all aspects. Right physical and mentally, right? Because we can talk about that later, but working out also helped me overcome a lot of mental, uh, not mental, like a lot of uh, emotional hardship that I experienced earlier in life. So it was like, for me, I was like, okay, how do I, how do I take this passion that I have and how do I share it with others so that they can in turn become a better version of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. My other business partners, his passion was copywriting, right? So it's like, okay, he, he was like, all right, we're gonna create this marketing spiel. And then my third business partner, Jason, who you know, his 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 passion was media buying and um just overall creating a business right he just loves that like entrepreneurship you know like like all the going through the mud and coming out of it every time over and over again right hitting walls and and uh he also came with all the knowledge of of operations like how to hire people how to you know he had a big network so it kind of worked out really well so that's what it started out as just the three of us having fun we all had other career paths at the time that were financially sustaining us, you know, so it wasn't really like, all right, we want to make a bunch of money. It was really like, we want to perfect our passions and introduce other people to them. And then, you know, it started off with that 12 week transformation program, the initial program, uh, which we launched uh, right in the midst of COVID and it just blew up, you know, 
like people were just they weren't just you know like okay i'm getting in like i'm, I'm working out but they were like holy shit i'm like i'm really transforming my physique i never thought this was possible 20 minutes a day so then we're like okay well we got something here let's keep grinding away and then that's how we got to where we are now it's amazing and so why basement beast like why that title all right so um so when i first started working out i told you i brought those dumbbells to school and we did like yep. two kilogram <laughs> curl offs right but basically but, but that was just like in school like trying to trying to impress girls which didn't work but you know <laughs> you try um but yeah i mean basically when i started working out it was really just myself in my mom's living room uh just doing as many push-ups as i can sit-ups as i can like curls like air squats whatever and then obviously my injuries put a halt to that but then we're like okay like what where do you really start and it's 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 you know in the living room but that doesn't sound as cool as basement right so like basement mm -hmm. and what's the whole goal it's to become a beast and not like in the sense of right, i want to be the biggest guy walking through the neighborhood no it's like i want to be indestructible whatever life throws mm -hmm. at me i'm just gonna chew that shit up and basement beast so that's how that kind of came about living room beast doesn't sound as good I, i'll give you that living room beast right, is, right. i don't know i don't know about that but <laughs> i do basement, love it and right? <laughs> basement right um and i think uh i think jason also once said like basement like as in the internal right like you're inside like that motivation we think of like you know when you think of basements and such so i love mm -hmm. i love i think it's a perfect name and i just i was always curious uh, about it but that's awesome and so you mentioned so you moved from Germany at the age of, you say, 12, 13? 13, 13. 13, 13. I, I don't remember exactly. I think I was almost 14. I'd have to ask my mom. You know how, like, your younger. younger days are just kind of like a blur. They yeah. mush together. Yeah. So what, yeah, you, was there, like, a culture shock? I mean, Germany to Hawaii is, like, <laughs> what I would assume is night and day, right? So yeah, what was that experience Germany, like for you? Not just Germany to Hawaii, but also from speaking one language to a place where i don't mm. understand anything right from having friends to not having anyone you know at this age right. where you're just such a sponge and you need a you need an environment to you know absorb mm. yeah so it's definitely a culture shock um i'd never seen a cockroach and there's lots of cockroaches in hawaii so that's one thing right <laughs> germany's too cold for cockroaches but uh but yeah so it's definitely a, definitely a big culture shock coming from a rather safe and not necessarily, it wasn't a small town I grew up in, but it was a very um, safe community I grew up in. You know, the, my entire like childhood, childhood, you know, uh, we'd run outside and we'd get lost and nobody was worried about us because kind of everyone kind of knew each other. And, you know, you'd be on the fields like slapping sheep on the butt, but you know that someone's parent is like knowing what you are and going from, from that safe environment to just not having anything, you know? Mm -hmm uh that was uh that was definitely a culture shock and then uh yeah my mom same thing right so she she also went from having a huge friend circle to nothing so it's just right. her and i in a way um she was married at the time but uh he was uh he was he was very abusive uh but then we were stuck on this like in this in this other country and we couldn't get out of it you know so we uh, had to stay in that environment for a little bit but yeah that was probably the biggest shock is going from having a very safe nurtured environment to not having that, not in school, not at home, nowhere, you know? Right. And you were so young having to like learn these skills, like what, reflecting back on it, like what would you say like stood out to you or like, what do you remember most? What do I remember most? It's probably being very, very lonely, you yeah. know? And at, then that, that age. yeah, yeah. And then that turning really into like anger and frustration and it, I'm, I'm 30 now and I'm just now learning how to talk to people. It's so strange. Like <laughs> I can, like I can turn on a camera and I can like, I can go, I'm good. Yeah. But when I'm in a room with four people, I still get nervous and I'm like, oh my God, how do I, cause I never had that as a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, I've, I'm really comfortable, like in a setting like this talking one-on-one, -on -one, but as soon as there's like more than three or four people. I, after like 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, am I saying something wrong? Am I being weird? And then I'm like, oh shit. Okay. It's okay. You're, you're fine. It's just because mm -hmm. you never learned this and you're learning it now, you know? So yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that stands out to me from that point is just not having learned how to be around people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so no like speaking engagements for like 10,000 people. I'm not going to set that up 
I, I didn't know if it was part uh, of the plan. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent okay. Like I said, I'm okay being like on a stage or in front of a camera yeah. that I'm good with. But when uh -huh. it's like, I, it's it's weird. Like when it's like when the lights, camera, action. It's like this. It just it just I just turn on, right? But when really? it's like okay, we actually yeah, it's it's very strange. But then when it's like I'm like at a party with ten people, then I'm like oh my god, what do I do? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's super weird. But when it's so many people, then I'm just like I don't care. I got this. You know. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's so I don't know how interesting to, to me yeah. because like, I mean, I've seen so many of your videos, like you look like a natural on camera, like, and even just conversationally, I wouldn't have guessed, but it's only when it's like few people that you know, or you don't know. Right. And mm -hmm. you're just mm -hmm. talking about yourself that gets you like, you know, super anxious. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Cause then I, yeah. I, I and I don't know how to explain it. Um, I, I really don't, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, if I'm like if I'm at a party with five, six people, whatever, it's just, yeah, I don't know where to look. I don't know who to talk to. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I don't want to say too much, but then I don't want to say too little. And then I just overthink, you know? So how do you get yourself yeah. out of the, your head when it comes to that? I, you know, that took a long time, but it really just comes with now at this point, it's just accepting. When yeah. I get these emotions, I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's all right. Like everyone's in this room probably feeling the same way as me. And then it's just yeah. like taking a breath. And so I use the bathroom all the time, even if I don't have to use the bathroom. You know, I'll just <laughs> escape for two minutes to take a breath, you know, and then I'll yeah. go back in. And I'm like, okay, I can do this, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's healthy, right? Like being aware of that. Did you have any, like, I, and I asked this question, right? Because like the whole premise of my book is like that specific feeling in your head you're like oh my goodness i'm the only one doing this in this room or like am i doing too much like am i saying too much am i like you're putting yourself in a bubble right and you're putting yourself like as an outsider even when in reality probably everyone in the room is like did i say something really stupid just there <laughs> or like is that too much did i overshare you know or like am i being awkward like do i stand weird like you know there's just so many different things and i i asked that question it's like i feel like at one point we both like oh all of us or at the people I've talked to have decided to stop thinking that way. Right. Even if it comes up mm -hmm. naturally, you still be, are able to pull yourself out of it. So I'm always mm -hmm. so curious is like, what led you to a point where you felt aware enough to be able to say, Oh, you know, this is just in my head right now. Let me refocus or like, let me recollect my thoughts in the bathroom and like come back. So was there like ever one moment or would you give any advice to like someone that is trying to get out of that? Yeah, and I I think that's, you know, the second reason why I like fitness so much is because it gave me yeah. that confidence, you know, like, yeah, okay, at first I was like, okay, I, I got big biceps and whatever, but <laughs> then it became, you know, especially now with Bass and Beast, I'm sort of in a, in a, in a, in a space where it's really weird, like I'm this weird, awkward guy, but people respect that and I'm able to use that to change people. So that gives me that confidence to be like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm weird, but you know, it's, it's okay. And, and, um, yeah, I think just slowly building that confidence and coming more to more, more and more to terms with who you are and respecting yourself for that being and not fighting those negative thoughts, but letting them be breathing them in, breathing them out and accepting that they're not you, but they're just something that comes up in you. I think that, yeah, that slowly allowed me to become better and better at being human or an adult or whatever you want to call this weird matrix <laughs> i don't know i feel like it. once i got older i was like yeah i'm gonna figure it out but i still don't feel like i figured it out and i don't know if i, I will i don't know if you ever do it like even my mom and i she's she's 55 50 mm -hmm. 50 oh god wait 1965 57 so we were on a hike last night and even her and i we, we have we have these conversations now and even she's still experiencing it you know and she's one yeah. of the most powerful women i know so i think it never stops you just become better and better at like sucking it up and playing tough you know <laughs> yeah fake it till you make it is, has been my life motto exactly. and then you start being yourself and then it starts being easier to fake it but you're still no, not fake it but make it <laughs> not fake right, it because right, you're being right. yourself but um right. no I, I i very much relate to that and it, it almost like i mean like i said i've seen a lot of your stuff and obviously it's no secret i do partially work with you now um right. and <laughs> slight drop um but i i i know it almost feels like it, it almost seems like you have found your voice you know or i i don't mm -hmm. know do you feel like you found your voice 
yeah, I feel like I found the voice for right now, you know? I don't know mm -hmm. if this is gonna be, I don't know if I'm gonna be bouncing in front of the camera forever, but I definitely yeah. found an outlet that allows me to grow in the direction that I should be growing right now, or I feel like comfortable growing in right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, not a lot of people, I mean, at 30, not a lot of people can say that, I don't think. Um, especially, you, I mean, you. I know you're like an influencer, at, you know, I've seen your Instagram and stuff. Not really, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm I don't kidding, really but... care about it. I, I really don't enjoy posting and stuff. I, think it's, I used to, but I just think it's so awkward. Like, the world doesn't really care, right? Like, shut up, you know? But then, oh, you need to post to market your business. And it's just like this weird space of this constant turmoil of like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to balance that? Like, you know, like a passion of yours, but also trying to have to market it or like, you know, you're trying to make, you're having an impact, right? You're trying to get more customers as well. And um, does that mm -hmm. ever does that ever con like conflict with like the true passion that you have for fitness? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, it does sometimes, right? Because sometimes yeah. you just, you just like have an ad script that's like, okay, you know, it's true, but it's just like a little much, you know, <laughs> but then that's kind of a necessary evil. And then the way I, um, the way I justify it is, you know, once you let me guide you, I'm going to change your life. So if I have to tell you something extreme to get you there, it's not like I'm going to tell you X, Y, Z, and then I'm going to sell you some pill that doesn't work. Like right. I'm going to tell you the truth, but it's like, an, uh, how do you say, like a, um, uh, like a uh, not accelerated, what's the word I'm looking like a exacerbated in a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. like it's a grown, like, so, so yeah, it's an ad. Like I'm trying to like, holy, sh like, I'm like, I'm trying to make you stop. Right. So that you, right. that you, that you're like, that you jump in. So, um, which is not really who I am and which is not really what my program does, but if it allows me to touch you in a way that allows you to trust me, trust me to take you on this journey yeah, and then have a positive impact on your life, then, then I'm all for it. No, absolutely. And in our current society, it's like so difficult to get attention. Our, all our attention spans are like three seconds long. And so it, it yes. makes sense, right? You have to also understand who your audience is. Um, but your message mm -hmm. just seems so central and it, it is, it isn't like a f easy, fast solution, right? It's not that pill that you no. take. It's like, you still put in the work, but mm -hmm. you're making it so it's tailored to a wide, and, and it is focused more on like male, um, men that don't have the, exactly the time, right? Or you can tell me too, mm -hmm. what exactly is your, what's your focus? Who's your focus? On? No, you got a hundred percent right. Yeah. It's men that, that don't have the time. Um, and then we, we, we want to move into the women's space as well, but there's still so much to do for the men's side right now. And then down the yeah. line, that's something as I see, I see your eyes, you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are, you are get the bootylicious. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's definitely like the next step, but, um, yeah, right now our target is, is men, uh, that don't have a lot of time and that are kind of tired of the plastic that's thrown out there in the fitness industry. Like, you know, you have a lot of, uh, here's my car, here's my girl, and here's how to get that yeah. too. It's like, who cares, bro? Like, why don't you just be the best version of yourself and be the, be, the be, be the best father you can be, be the best husband, be the best friend. So that's a big thing of my program too. It's I don't want to change you. I want you to be the best version of yourself. That's it. Whatever you do, if it's, if you're, if you're weird, then be weird. Just, just do it to the best way I you love can, that you know I absolutely love that and also you have to get start a woman's program so by that time I'm healed up I can also participate right I'm just saying there you go. it's now motivation for me to get my <laughs> my back together mm -hmm. um, but that's amazing <laughs> what were you gonna say, you gonna say uh, yeah no yeah when you talk about back pain for example that that's why I that's another reason why we use um, resistance bands and stuff because we are targeting those guys that you know are a little bit middle-aged and above and then you yeah. have that constant fear of, okay, getting injured or re-injuring an old injury. And like we talked about, I've lived with that my whole life. And uh, when you talk about your back pain, you know, I think, I think that's another so important thing that it's not about being the ultimate macho male and lifting 5,000 pounds. It's, it's about learning how to read your body, how to use the right amount of resistance to maximize uh, uh, mm -hmm. muscle stimulation and muscle growth without letting your ego take over, you know? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and so it's interesting, you, I feel like there's a lot of themes that we've kind of talked about. Um, and when we were talking about like the, the themes of my book, 
you had you had chosen a few, but pain and purpose was something that was there for you, um, as well mm -hmm. as anger and awareness. Can you tell me why you picked those two? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, pain and purpose. Um, it. <sighs> Well, pain and anger are, are to me very, very similar, right? Mm -hmm. Because I had a lot of pain, not just physically, but emotionally as well, that led to anger, right? So I actually have a tattoo, this one here. It's uh, Frank Sinatra. He has a quote that goes, the best revenge is massive success. So the first, uh, so these Roman numerals here are 18, and this Roman mm -hmm. numeral is 19. The 18th letter alphabet is R. The 19th letter is S, revenge and success, right? So, um, yeah, I know, so cool. really, it's my first tattoo, also, so I really thought about lotus it. Lotus flower. The lotus, yeah, let's go. Goodness, I can't believe we have the same yes. tattoo in the same spot. <laughs> but yeah, so this, this, this revenge success, that's something I got when I was like 24, yeah, 23, 24. So I don't really live in that too much anymore, but at the time, all of that pain had caused that from, you know, the surgeries and stuff, but mainly being like bullied and, and being put down and, you know, having that, you know, abusive ex-husband that my mom was dating, uh, what, what, what do you call it? Like stepdad or whatever for a while. And then, um, all of that anger kind of manifested into this physique that I had and competing and, you know, being like successful, even though I really wasn't. Cause again, all of that pain had turned into anger and every morning I was waking up and I was just like, I'm going to do this because I'm so mad, you know, and I want right. to be better and I'm, I, I hate who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, so that manifested into this, this, um, this platform that, that I became, you know, this like super muscular, like competing and getting sponsored, getting trophies, stuff like that. Uh, and then eventually it led to me, gaining the confidence like i talked about because i had accomplished these things that i was able to step out of it and uh and and, and take a take a like a bird's eye view and realize that i don't want to wake up this angry anymore um and that just as powerful of an emotion is love right so then i was like okay everything i'm gonna do from here on out i'm gonna do because i love it like i love base and beast i i love working out i love fitness i love connecting and, and meditating and becoming a better version of myself every single day. And then I got love tattooed behind my ear uh, oh, to kind of like, that. you know, move, graduate from this to this. But, um, but yeah, so that's where um, you, you asked me um, uh, uh, pain and, and, and purpose, right? So that pain ultimately led to me thinking I have a purpose, which eventually led to me really having a purpose. And again, that anger and awareness, right? initially that anger was such a powerful emotion that I was numb, but then eventually it became so much that it forced me to be shaken awake. Right. So yeah. that's why those two really speak to me. Was there like ever a moment that, that, that sh sh being shaken awake or coming to reality came about for you? Um, there's like, a, there's still moments like that, right? Like, mm -hmm. Uh, big, some are bigger than others, mm, but they're still like, I, even, even now, you know, I, I wake up sometimes and I find myself in this like kind of negative, pessimistic mental state. And then you're like, wow, okay. I'm learning to read that about myself. And I slowly am learning that it's okay to feel this way, but I don't have to feel this way and I can get myself out of it. So I, I don't know if there's one like big bang or if it's just a bunch of continual hits that eventually just mold you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something that was really interesting that you said, um, you know, about these emotions that were so negative and then you kind of transformed them into something positive. I, I almost feel like, you know, as a society, we, we see these things as black and white. And like, that's kind of why I chose the context that I did. Like anger and awareness, we think are like opposite emotions or not op exactly opposite, but they're positive and negative. When in reality, mm -hmm. they're like two sides of the same coin, like different sides mm -hmm. of the same coin. If you think about it, it's just, you can always transform and how you, it almost seems like you did. You took like the pain and the anger and you transformed it into love. 
that and the amount of energy for both were there. You just decided to have a switch in your mindset. And I think that's mm -hmm. so powerful. And we don't talk about switching that mindset enough um, and mm -hmm. how much it can absolutely change your entire trajectory. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think it starts by accepting who you are, right? Again, it goes back to that conversation we had earlier, because you're not able to make that switch if you continue to live in anger and if you continue to be embarrassed with who you are and if you continue to be in this place where it's not okay, it's not okay, I'm more angry, I'm more angry, you have to just, no, you don't have to do anything. There will come a point where you organically, I really believe this, with the right peers, with the right influence and with just time where you reach a place where you can make that switch because you you can go into that bird's eye view and you can take a breath. Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely easier said than done, I'm sure. And oh, 100%. And I mean, and thank you for sharing like a bit of your story. You know, you've totally, you kind of shared in that like video, like instances where you were driven almost to the edge, you know, and um, put in positions where you just didn't have the control. You were bullied and like um, you had to go through, even I'm sure dealing with like, the pain that your mom was experiencing as well. I, that sounds incredibly heartbreaking. How do you, how do you have all of that and still find yourself when the world is sometimes so bleak? Yeah, I, it, it took like 10 years to do, you know, because um, we got out of all that around 17, when I was around 17 or so, 18, right, right around eight, right around 17 or 18. I was angry until 27, you know, yeah. I was, yeah. And like, even now, you know, it's sometimes it still comes up, you know, but, um, I think it just takes time to, and to just keep going and keep breathing. And eventually you get to a place where not necessarily is enough is enough, but you get to a place where you can just breathe again, you know? Yeah. And thank you for sharing. Um, I can I can see the emotion in your eyes and your voice too. Also, this is what my EMDR therapist taught me. Um, this is like a very subtle way to like try it with me because I love to do it myself. Oh, Fabian, I want to give you a hug right now. I want to give you a hug on Wednesday. Um, but no, do, let's try this for a second because I want to sh share this with you. Um, I, it's basically, it's like a sensory thing. You do like your left hand, your right hand, left hand, right hand left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. So what you normally do is like this, this tapping. I do this all the time. If you ever notice, my hands will always be like down here. Um, but once you start to do this, you start to become aware of, you know, I mean, you are so probably in tune with your body and your muscles and when you're lifting and whatnot. Um, but this helps, this helps calm me down. And, you know, it's hard to, Sometimes it's so hard for me to even talk about so many of the things that I've had to experience, you know, and, and this book, and I'm sure you have opportunities to, you know, continue to share your story. But I just want to say it's admirable that you do. And when you are vulnerable, it inspires others to, to speak their truth, but also find themselves and do what's best for them. Um, so I appreciate you being on this with me and like, you know, even just sharing your story. I think it's going to, it has inspired so many, but it's just going to continue to inspire so many. Yeah, so thank I you. just want to say, I appreciate you, Fabian. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, I think it's important. You know, it, it, there, there's always this fine line, like, okay, you don't want to share because you don't want to seem like a complainer. But if I think an important thing when sharing these things is to not make it about, about me or about you or about anyone, but to make it yeah. a sort of, uh, how do you say, the thing that you throw out in the ocean when someone's drowning, yeah. you know, the because buoy. we often oh, see the, the buoy, whatever, the buoy, that, that, buoy. that yeah. brown thing. Yeah, that like brown <laughs> thing, that the life saver thing, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, you called. know, I think so, yeah. I think the, that's the, what the, it's the, called, actually, a life Right, because the, 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 the candies are called life savers. The candies, savers. They yeah. Look like that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think making it that you know uh, is 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 so important um, because you, uh, everyone you know everyone goes through things like this. You know, you yeah. hear it every time. Like, some uh, nobody in this world has not had some kind of hardship. You know, so one hundred percent. 
but it's really hard to speak on that. So you kind of leading by example allows others to do the same. I feel. Well, I mean, I'll be honest and we don't have to go into the details of like your story, but you know, I, when I was listening to your thing yesterday, I, there was that moment where you shared, um, you know, when you hit that low, right. And you know, when I was about 16, 17, I, I was addicted to oxycodone. Like I, and mm -hmm. I, it, we were, we were both so young when we had those, you know, periods of time where, um, and then granted now I, my life's, my PhD is going to be in primary care. I'm focusing on like how overprescription causes young adults to have these like you know, these is issues because they don't know how to manage their own emotions. And like, I remember listening to that and I was like, Fabian, holy crap, this is the first time I've actually heard someone else say something that I have actually gone through. And it's so mm -hmm. fucking hard to say that out loud. But for a moment, I was like, I feel a little less lonely, you know? And, mm -hmm. and it's just like, I, I think that it is hard and it does sometimes feel like, you know, complaining or sometimes it's so difficult because you don't want to be vulnerable in this way to the public like you know there's just so much room for judgment so much room for like oh he's not qualified to do this because if he had these issues and like or like she and etc but then again at the same time there's people that are like oh my god I've never told anyone this in my entire life and here I am listening to someone that I respect or you know I might not know that well but I would love to get to know better is like it's like holy crap they just they just said something that I've been through or like experienced. Right. Um, I just I think that there's so much power in our voice and like so much power and connection. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm sorry that we both had to experience these like you know really hard hard things. But I mean, look at us where we're at now. <laughs> we are right, right. starting to create that space for not only us but for um, those people around us, <laughs> and I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I don't know even know if sorry is the right word, right? Because I am grateful for everything that led both of us here. Because I'm sure you wouldn't be this amazing young woman that you are, and I wouldn't have the voice that I have now if it wasn't for it. So it's it's hard during, right? But so is deadlifting and squatting, right? So yeah, I think it all it all happens for a reason. <laughs> everything goes back to fitness, <laughs> but right, truly, right. it does, right? If you take care of your body. You're, you're going to be taking care of your mind. You're going to be taking care of your soul, right? And mm -hmm. um, we don't talk. Nowadays, it just seems like everyone's looking for a quick fix. I think COVID destroyed a lot of psyches. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I even feel a little, I'm an extrovert. And I sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know how to socialize anymore. <laughs> like I don't, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. find myself sadder than I normally am. And like, just, I think COVID had a lot to do with it. And I think it's amazing that Basement Beast was launched around that time where people were feeling so vulnerable and you kind mm -hmm. of gave them a mm -hmm. little, I guess, a lifesaver to be like, hey, you could tr you could do this while you're at home in your basement, right? Like, Or your right, living room. Right, right. So I just, I admire that you guys took that initiative at the, really the perfect time. Yeah, it, it kind of worked out really well for us. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we planned it before COVID. But then COVID mm -hmm. happened, which gave us the time to really, it, it was a, man, it took so much work to get Basement Beast to where it is now. Like you have, I've probably invested 60 hours a week for two years into this or more. I, I don't even know. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like COVID, let's do this. It was like, no, we've started it before COVID and then COVID happened, which was a horrible thing to happen, but it, it, it was a, definitely a, an accelerant for Basement Beast's success. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I'm curious, you know, if you could go back and like tell little Fabian something, what would you what would you tell little Fabian? Oh, boy, so much. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think the I think the biggest thing I needed to know back then is just it's okay. That's it. Because yeah. <laughs> I think that's um, so powerful to just know that it's okay, you know? No matter what you're going through or, or well, no matter what you think or how little you feel at times, I think just knowing that it's okay is, is, is such a, uh, how do you say? Mm -hmm. That's all you need. You don't need someone to be like, all right, do this or, or, or here's how to fix it, or you're amazing, or you're awesome. Like, no, just 
whatever you are right now is okay. That's it. I love that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no. Do you have, you have a younger brother, yes? Or no? I do, I do. Yeah, do? yeah okay. Justin. How old is he? He's turning 22 next week. Wow. Time flies. You, yeah, he's ten, you, yeah, nine I, years younger than me. Or turning 21, say, he's turning 21, sorry. Do you guys have, like, are you guys close? Is he in the area or is he far? No, not really. Uh, we used to be very close. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really tough with, like, an almost 10-year age difference. And then yeah. I was trying to build my life, you know. Uh, I was trying to build my life financially. I was trying to build my life spiritually and become who I am. And it was very difficult. He's autistic. So it was very yeah. difficult to, and he's got some schizophrenic tendencies as well. So it was very difficult to try to build myself and this other person. And, you know, I was also living in San Francisco for a lot of that time and then Las Vegas, and I was going back and forth between the two. And uh, yeah, we were really close. And then we haven't, well, I've, I've recently, we've kind of rekindled that connection. But again, he's 20 and his mentally he's more like 10 or 11 so it's just very right. difficult you know to um yeah. i love him but it's very difficult to try to because when you call him he he doesn't say much you know it's, and right. it's, yeah so it's difficult yeah no absolutely and i mean i've worked with like children with autism i've worked with adults with autism um so i i know it is much more difficult but i mean power to you for continuing to to give him as much as you can, right? Like the love that you can, you can share and, um, but you still have to focus on your goals and who you are building yourself. Um, but I mean, it, it shows that you care a lot about your family and, and how you speak about your mother is just absolutely amazing too. Um, she seems like an, yeah. an amazing human being. She does. Yeah, she is. Cause she grew up with, she grew up uh, without a family, right? She grew up like uh, in an adoptive home and, 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 and her, her mother had, committed suicide at, uh, on my mom's third birthday so she was just oh thrown out into the world on her own yeah so um her being able to give so much without ever having learned how to do it is amazing you know mm -hmm. uh you know i talk with people all the time who come from much more prosperous childhoods than i came from mm -hmm. but they don't they never felt love the way i felt it it's crazy yeah. to me like when people like like it's such I'm getting know, me that, crying. That's one thing, my mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh I've yeah. I wish I could like even five percent of how powerful my mom can like love something. Uh mm -hmm. it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, I find people like that the most amazing, right? It's like despite all of that, I mean, you too, right? Despite everything you've been through, you've been able to create something more with yourself. Same with her. She was able to raise you like to be who you are. Um, despite everything yeah. and your brother too, like despite everything that you guys had to go through, um, you know, she did her best and like, look at where she, I'm sure she's so proud of you. Um, and like, I, like I said, I, I love the way that you talk about her. I, I love seeing like little posts and like your hikes and it's just, it's, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely, it's just so beautiful. And I, I, I think that's so special. Um, and it inspires me to like, I'm like, you know, I'm not close to my parents, but what can I do to keep trying? Or what can I do to like, to, to build a relationship like that? Just because I didn't have a close relationship doesn't mean I, it needs to be exactly that way. Um, but yeah, I love that yeah. it's just, it, there's always, there's always room for, for beautiful experiences, despite all the bad that, um, that life basically throws at you. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And it, it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, courage and willingness to forgive and stuff like that to, to do that. But yeah, there's nothing more important than that. Just that human connection, you know? Yeah. Not just at with the end of the day. your parents, but with anyone, mm -hmm. right? Like just having with people that hurt you in the past, reaching out and being like, Hey, uh, let's, let's build something, you know, to an mm -hmm. extent, obviously there are certain people who don't deserve your time, but, um, right. uh, you know, I think it's so important to be able to appreciate everyone for the growth that they go through and, and 
connecting with them through different phases of life. Yeah, absolutely. I do have one question. I'm curious. Um, you know, obviously I've been having like back issues the last few days and I've just been hitting right, like right. mental lows because everything's fine. I feel like I'm, you know, continue to do all the work that I love doing. I feel so excited about everything, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, oh, I want to go lift some weights, but I can't do that. Right. I want to go run a mile. Like I can't even run a mile right now. Like, you know, I'm in like a mental, mental low. Um, which brings when you're in a low vibrating state, you know, you tend to start remembering other memories and you're like, oh my goodness, here we go. Or it's like a freaking, I'm going to use the waves analogy. I feel like the lifesaver is really working for me. So, you know, it's just yeah, feel like yeah, you're yeah. drowning a little bit. And sometimes right, it right. makes me so sad to think, why do we have to go through all this? Like, why, why did we have to experience what we did? Why did we have to get to those lows? Um, what, what, what do you think? Why do you think that we had to experience what we did. Well, let me uh, let me answer that with a counter question. Tell <laughs> me about the last time you were just super happy. Like, what what was that event that made you just really really happy? <laughs> I'm getting questions on my own podcast. I love this. When was the last time I was super happy? Or like even last week, like what was the happiest no, 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 yeah. day? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think I think recently, you know, I've been traveling um, a little bit and I, I'm a big, I just mm -hmm. love traveling. I think that there's just so much mm -hmm. beauty in new places, new cultures, and I'm a foodie, so love to eat anything and everything. So um, I think one of my happiest memories recently, I was in Singapore and I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> No, I haven't, but I, it's I've a been chick told flick. to it's watch a chick it a couple flick. of times. It's a yeah, chick yeah. flick. <laughs> but I, you know, I remember when I was younger, I was, I remember first time watching it. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a full-time job. I, you know, I really was still like really dependent on my parents. I didn't know, you know, you're still in school. Like you don't know really what you're doing. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, oh my goodness, one day I'm going to get to Singapore. I would love to even just like check out the hotel that, that's in the movie. I'm going to cry now. Right. But I just, I, and we, I stayed there. I, like, I literally stayed at the, the Marina Bay. And I, I, think I, I saw remember, pictures of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember just like being like, holy crap, I, I didn't make it. Like, you know, there's going to be a lot of benchmark moments for me. But I just remember I'm like, holy crap, I'm like, self-sustaining I don't depend on I mean I'm flying my parents out to come see me I'm at that point of like financial stability where I'm I'm able to do mm -hmm. that I'm like literally like young little me would be so proud of like like older me oh my goodness I'm crying now yeah, um, no just that's like, awesome yeah. even in, like within the last few years it's like it's like holy crap you made you you did something right and um it was like right after my second ACL surgery and I was like, shit, I'm like hitting like lows after lows. Like it's not getting any better, but I'm like, oh mm -hmm. my God, look at us. And we swam in the pool and we like, you know, did all that stuff. And I just remember being so happy, like doing that because yeah. it just, it was like full circle. Right. And like just shows the natural progression of like what you're able to do. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. to answer your counter question, <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> All right. How good would have felt if you had always had that? <laughs> it wouldn't because I wouldn't appreciate it right. as much. <laughs> so why Fabian. do you have those lows so that the highs feel so much better, right? The highs Fabian. wouldn't be highs if there wasn't lows. Yeah. I yeah. say you take over my podcast. You can start questioning everyone. <laughs> you can write my nah. book. I'll just, I'll switch my name out for yours. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, I've just spent a lot of time over the last, I'd say two years really going in internal um yeah. and uh that's yeah because that question comes up all the time why the f do i feel this why? way right now right why the fuck do i have to go through that and it's like damn it's because my highs are so fucking amazing so the yeah. lows have to be low the lows have to be low otherwise it wouldn't mm -hmm. be fair otherwise it wouldn't be possible right you can't yeah. you can't go up a hill unless you go or you can't like drift downhill unless you climb up at first same thing yeah i love that and you know, it's so funny. You're saying the highs and lows, and um, I, 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 I tried shrooms for the first time in November. Oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah. you know, there was a moment where I, you know, I entered into my own mind. I don't, I know you've, you've tried it, right? So, like, you, you get like, yeah, I, have, the, I was going to do it today, actually. Stuff. I have it right <laughs> Were you really? <laughs> yeah, I have it right Get out. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. This. Are you microdosing? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, these these are my girls, but you take a few of them and you go to Mars for like five minutes or an hour. Five whatever. minutes? Yeah. That's pretty no, short, just no? No, no, I'm just, well, time doesn't, time isn't real, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time is a social construct, okay? The fact is, that Hawaii doesn't even practice uh, daylight savings, like you get to choose yeah. not to do that. Like, what is this? This is social. Right, right. Um, but I, 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 it's so funny. I feel like shrooms always comes up in my podcast, so I'm the uh-huh. one bringing it up. But I, I, so what I, going back to the, the memory of it, uh, there was one moment where, you know, it was I was super scared to close my eyes because I was worried that and the sun had just set. I was like four hours, right. like maybe like half into the trip. So I'm like, OK, it's going to go downhill right after this. I've been having such beautiful highs, like seeing all the beautiful patterns and all of that. I remember closing my eyes thinking like, oh, no, I'm about to enter into like the darkest memories that I have. Right. Like a scary, scary right. place. And I almost just like felt not nothing, but I just felt like a low vibrating frequency. You know, I, I was like, uh-huh. okay, I'm like barely a lot. Like, you know, like the, you're like sl- essentially sleeping, but dead. Think dead, but not dead. Like you still have a heartbeat. Um, and then I just, it like hit me and I'm like, I'm able to vibrate so high now, like in this higher frequency because I was, it's like a pendulum. Life, life right. is so, you know, it is like, we, we think it's so opposite, but when you're able to go to one extreme, it really leaves the room for you to go all the way to the other side um, of the best mm-hmm. type of extreme. And um, and you're right. You would never be happy if you were always on the right side or on the left side. Sometimes you do have to find that middle and um, it fluctuates. But I just love that you bring that up because it is true, you know, and nothing is ever permanent. If that's a good thing or a bad thing, you decide, but nothing's ever permanent. So yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And have fun. Dang, I wish I was doing shrooms today. Nice invite, Fabian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I, well, there's always ways to get it if you want to join. I, I know, oh, I, I know have plug. some in my fridge. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I have, some, I have a, a couple lots in my fridge actually right now. Yeah, so. it's, it's, a, it's a nice tool to, to allow you to, uh, to reflect on the last. Like I've done it to party yeah. as well, like in Costa Rica and Mexico. I've, I've done it to just be like, all right, because like, I don't drink, right? But um, it's such a great tool to allow you to dive deep into the last week, month, year, whatever you need to dive into. And it breaks that, it, it makes that barrier, that, that pain threshold disappear. Right. Usually you, you think deeply and you're like, okay, I'm going to stop myself right here. Well, with shrooms and other psychedelics, it's like, no, fuck you. You want to stop? Nope, not today. And then you come out of it just having learned so much about yourself. Absolutely. And you did say like your internal. Oh, very much so. Um, And you said internally, you started really exploring more internal and focusing on internally only a few years ago. What, what changed? Like, how did that start? How did that start? Um, well, I, it was really interesting. So I was on the big island uh, with some friends uh, for New Year's. And uh, we did, that was the first time I did shrooms. And we did, uh, we were, um, it was, yeah, after New Year's, we, everyone ate like two and a half or three grams. I didn't feel anything. So I ate another one. Uh, so the first right, which was I should have waited a little longer. I should have. I'm very impatient. Uh, so then, yeah. So then, when everyone's starting to like really trip, I'm like, whoa. And then I start to feel it, and I'm like, God, I just had another piece like five minutes ago. This is gonna be bad. So then, um, anyway, so that was the first time I had experienced a power outside of myself, and I had allowed it to guide me. Because um, I, you know, just from the way I grew up, it was always like I grit my teeth and I ignore the pain and I keep going and I I don't have a coach, right? We talked about earlier. So that was the first time I was I was completely powerless. The shrimp was gods. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well it was actually it was interesting. It was it was actually the devil that came and talked to me. It was really like, I know. Oh, Holy shit, right? Fabian, you gotta yeah. t- share this Come, tell us, <laughs> tell us what you can tell us. <laughs> Yeah, so it was really interesting. So um, I had just moved to Hawaii from Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, Vegas is a very toxic place. I lived there for two years to bodybuild. And then after that, um, um, I just decided, yeah, bodybuilding wasn't for me anymore. And I decided to move back to uh, Hawaii. So, uh, yes, I just moved there. And, uh, yeah, the shrooms start hitting me. And I'm, like, in this house. And there's, like, four 
think there was four or five other people there. Everyone's like giggling, laughing. And then all of a sudden, one of the, the girl I was seeing at the time, she like turned into a witch. And I was like, okay, I need to get out of here. So I ended up walking out of the house and I was just looking at grass and I was looking at concrete. And all of a sudden, this figure comes and just takes my hand. But it was a very, very dark figure, like super negative. But his, and it was a male figure, but his intention was to show me good. But I had a choice at that point to be like, all right, do you want to go with me or do you want to experience this this good, right? So he was evil, but he left me the choice to choose. So he started by walking me down the street. We were in like a like a community on the big island, like a, uh, like, you know, like those, those retirement, not retirement, like a, a vacation right, right. home rental community, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, he walked me down the street and he's like, I right, look at the concrete. Now look at the grass, right? The concrete's easier for you to walk on, but it killed everything beneath it, right? Look at the house. Nothing will ever grow under this house ever again. Everything is dead, yeah. but it's more comfortable for you. Look at the car. The way that the car is driving it, it's burning death. It's burning fossil fuels. Like you're literally polluting the planet. You're killing everything around yourself just to make life easier. Or you can choose to walk on the grass. It's a little more difficult, but it's beautiful and it's life and it's love. Or you can choose to, you know, uh, 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 go for longer walks rather than driving everywhere. And it was just this really weird, and I don't know how long it lasted, but then I ended up, I was, I ended up thanking him and I understood. And that was the first time I was like, okay, it's time for me to start really focusing and diving deeper, even though it's hard. Cause that's yeah. where life is. Right. So yeah. And then, um, uh, he went trip went up and down up and down up and down from there um and then um yeah I, I think that was the first time i was like wow okay took me like maybe two weeks or so to fully understand the experience and i didn't do shrooms again for like another six months or so right, um yeah and, and yeah and then um yeah i started meditating alongside that then i got into a really i met this really really amazing girl super awesome girl she uh, uh we started dating we we traveled the world together for like two years and dated and then uh she was very much into like psychedelics and she's studying to become a, a therapist right now. And she's working with the whole project and, uh, and, uh, some other, uh, fireside and stuff like all these psychedelic helplines. So she, uh, she was like, Hey, take some time to meditate. And she really started talking to me more and more and meditating. And I started doing it 15 to 20 minutes a day, um, going deeper and deeper into myself, allowing myself to feel pain, allowing myself to feel love. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, two years later, here I am. I still practice meditation at least four or five times a week. Um, nice. I every time the opportunity arises, I force myself to dig deeper into the emotions I'm feeling, and mm. uh, yeah, so that that was kind of like what led me down this path. Yeah, and I'm curious, like you know, do you ever plan on taking this learning into and applying it into your business, like your basement piece? Yeah, so that's really tricky, right? Because that's kind of like the cool thing to do right now, right? Is to be spiritual, right? So do <laughs> I want to do I want to adulterate this space, or do I want to keep it in a one vision? Like, because what 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 am I gonna be? Am I gonna get you in shape, and then I'm gonna be the guy who's gonna be your spiritual guide? Next thing you know, let's start a cult on the Big Island, right? Like, no, I don't think that's right. I'm down. I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, I, I think I maybe should... I shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think that basement bees should be fully, solely focused on becoming, on building your health and wellness to ultimately become a better version of yourself, right? Or the best version yeah. of yourself. There's no such thing as a better version of yourself because you're perfect the way you are, but become better and better at being you. Um, do I want to do I want to pollute that with all of a sudden being the spiritual teacher? No, it's more of a journey that I'm on for myself. Uh, but fitness is one of the avenues that got me there. And that's what I want to teach. And I don't know enough about this spiritual space right like influencer spiritual space whatever to teach other people yet and I, I respect it for what it is and i would rather let other people who are much more advanced than it and have given the time that is required to give to teach others in this just yeah. like i did with fitness i've been doing fitness for 15 years i'm an expert like finding spaces to meditate and stuff is something i've done for two years i'm an infant why would i be teaching other people that right I love that distinction. I really do. And I, I mean, I appreciate it, right? It helps you solidify what Basement Beast is, the purpose of Basement Beast, and sticking with it. Um, so right. I do appreciate the, the clarification. But 
you know, I don't Thank know. You. If you ever do expand out to women, though, let a girl know. <laughs> well, yeah, heck, yeah, I'll definitely. help you get that, there. It'll happen within the next six months. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to help you get there. What, do you mean, what am I saying? <laughs> like, right, right. That's the flag. But, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think well, we'll, we'll get there very, very soon. Once the coaching is up yeah. uh, and then launching those new supplements, and then it's just about a finding few, the right uh, girl. Operational. Getting it done. A few operational a few changes. Operational changes. So <laughs> Might desperately. Help. Yeah. Um, well this has been amazing conversation um is there anything lastly you want to say no i mean thank you this was awesome um (laughs) this was really great because because yeah you really uh uh having this conversation it was a really great way for me to kind of dive deeper as well so this was awesome i really enjoyed this thank you yeah absolutely and i like to ask a fun question because i know we talked some you know some heavy stuff uh if you were a breakfast okay so i'm a foodie right and i love okay. to eat food but if you were a breakfast food what food would you be based on your personality oh boy that's a good question what food would i be based on my personality and if you can't think of breakfast you could do regular food too yeah nah i'm not gonna be lame like that i'll, I'll, I'll answer the question the way it's posed um <sighs> It depends on who you ask, right? I think if you if you'd ask my the, the girl I was talking about, I think she'd say I'd be like oatmeal and egg whites because it's just like efficient, <laughs> you know. It's just like it'll get the job done. And like, uh, yeah, um, you know, every once in a while you can throw some some dark chocolate on those oats, make them a little yep. a little more fun. But uh, um, yeah, no. Ultimately, yeah, I th- I think th- I think a very healthy breakfast would be uh, would be what I am because I. I do really enjoy allowing you to live your best life. And that starts with what you eat for breakfast. So yeah, I think a couple egg whites, oatmeal, a couple fruits, boom. You'll have an epic day. You might not like me as much in the moment, but you'll fucking love me for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's a perfect answer. I love a chocolate pudding more. What what would you be? What would you be? I'm, I'm just eggs in general. I'm quite versatile. Like you can, you know, I'll be an omelet if you need me one day fried over easy, you know, scrambled, and then I cook really well under pressure. So I do I do my best work when I have like deadlines. And like, you know, I just I can focus for eight, nine hours straight. It's really bad for my lower back. But um, I'm, 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 I'm eggs just I'm eggs in general. And also I eat like, I love eggs. So I just love eating eggs all the time, just straight eggs. And so, you know, you are what you eat. And that's where we are. That's not fair at all. You had so much time to think what? about the perfect answer. <laughs> what? I'm so, like, I'm sun, sorry. I cook well under pressure. I cook well under pressure. Subjectively, <laughs> subjectively, excuse me. I This is perfect for me. Sorry that the answer isn't good enough for you, Fabian. <laughs> no, it's perfect. <laughs> it's way too good. It's way too good. Oh, I thought you were saying you were like, you should have picked a better answer. <laughs> No, I'm saying it's like, it's like perfect, like uh, cook well under pressure. You like really thought through this, like really, really well. Like it was really good. (laughs) Well, I have been asking this question a few times, you know, throughout my podcast. So I am, I am biased. I have had a lot of time to think about it, but I think your answer was perfect. Um, And then another fun question is what are your, like, if you could pick one song that resonates with you, what song are you choosing? that's tough because i'm so good at singing along but i never know the name of the song or who who's it by you, you like can it sing along for us like, right now oh yeah well okay let me think uh what's one song that i really really like uh um let me see oh how does that song go i got hope no, i'm just kidding I'm just joking. I wish I had that. <laughs> that ludicrous song, Area Codes or whatever. I'm just joking. I know. Like a thousand different area codes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. I don't. I wish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, what's a song? It's that... a really good question. Um, oh, you know one song that I really, really like? Um, do you know Für Elise? Uh, By is that a... Beethoven? It's like oh, da da yeah, da 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 I love that song. Serial killer music that's going to be your background noise. Right. No, that song, he wrote it for a woman, right? And it's about their love life. Yeah, it's about their love life. So if you listen to the song, it goes like up and down, up and down, and they have a fight, and then they love each other again. And I think it's a really good metaphor for life. So, yeah, if you really, like, type in Furlis, F-U-R, and then E-L-I-S-E, 
type it on YouTube, listen to the song and you'll like respect. And he was like super young when he wrote it too. Mm-hmm. Listen to that song and you'll respect him so much. It's a beautiful song. I love without it. Lyrics, I, I've definitely heard without it. Without lyrics, yeah. he tells you a story. Yeah, yeah. And we, I'll play that at your outro when I, you know, create oh, yeah, your episode and stuff. Nice. I got you. And that's when the serial um, killer, like, yeah, lights a little come bit. Uh, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let. I was gonna share this with the basement beast team, like Jason, if he needed marketing material, but maybe, maybe not this part. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, don't yeah. have a you speaking under the. I don't know. People like American Psycho, like that Sigma, they do. like. Yeah. Are, are you kidding says. me? You need to get one of those glasses <laughs> that like actually Jason wears and you could you could that could just be your new thing. Right, People are in love with guy. like Ted Bundy right now. I mean, are you kidding me? That's like the Who's new big Ted thing. Bundy? Damn it. Is that the demo guy? Ted uh, Bundy? There's Jeffrey Dahmer too. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, Ted Bundy is the one that's played by um what's his name? Shoot. Zach Efron. Yeah, looking Zach at Efron. Oh shit! Yeah, I think. Or did he play Jeffrey Dahmer? Either way, Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer are like movies and Netflix shows that are coming out. So I think you could. I think you have a chance. There's a new calling right. for you. Okay, good, 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 good. I can think of some people on the list. No, I'm just joking. I was gonna say, you don't know where I live. Um, I yeah. actually do not live in Hawaii anymore. I actually just right, moved right. yesterday. This background is actually fake. I took a picture of it just so people didn't know where I was. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. Gotta Very go. smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Fabian. This has been an amazing conversation. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Only in the Room. If you like what you listen to, give us a follow on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. The handle is at The Only in the Room. That's T H E. O-N-L-Y-I-N-T-H-E-R-O-O-M. If you want to connect with Fabian, give him a follow on Instagram at Fabian.Petrina. That's F-A-B-I-A-N dot P-E-T-R-I-N-A. And don't forget to give Basement Beast a follow on Instagram. It's Basement Beast. B-A-S-E-M-E-N-T-B-E-A-S-T-S. I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope to see you on our next episode.